podcasting from Northwest Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Gen Extra Podcast, a show about Generation X, movies, technology, weird news, and anything else they feel like. Join them every Monday morning. Now, here's your hosts, Dave and Joe. Dave and Joe. Yo, you know what we're going to have to do What's that? someday? We're going to have, you know, we're going to have to remix that at some point. <laughs> do, do the remix version. Yeah, because like, like you know, five years from now, right? You know, could we really still be using the same one? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe people just get used to it. We can't just always change it. Or could we? No, we can't always change it, but we could always sometimes change it yeah you think people have already gotten sick of it and they're just like they're hitting the, the skip forward button oh yeah oh yeah dude they're, <laughs> they're hitting that 30 second forward button yep. all the time now they're like oh my god it's, uh... yeah North Pennsylvania. yeah <laughs> i get it all right we know where you're from we know what you talk about get on with the show but not our new listeners no that's true yeah again our new listeners are probably like this is cool yeah what's the uh if you're new to the show welcome to the show thanks for tuning in if you are a long time gen extra fan welcome back so all right what are we talking about today man well i think i think we've got four or five things on the on the list today i think we were going to start talking about your your triumphant return <laughs> to the ice hockey rink yes so i i took some i took some time off from playing ice hockey you did and I just recently got back into it and I started back actually when I, did we talk about like, did we talk we about this at all? We did mention, yeah, on a previous show, we said that you finally put the pads back on and then you went to a, you went to a pickup game. Did I talk about the problems with my equipment? Did we, I, I forget. Or do you mean the equipment that you had to replace? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sat in my barn for like two years, almost oh, yeah. two years and the bag dry rotted. So I had to get a new bag. And I found I found an actual mouse house inside my skate. That's never good. No, no, some other stuff had gone bad. But anyway, so right. yeah, I, I played some pickup games, and we yeah, because we talked about how we got to play ice hockey together uh, recently, which has been quite a while. Yeah. Uh, but I've been kind of getting my my uh, feet back under me, and and uh, our friend Bob texted me, and he says he says hey. Uh, my team up in Meadville, or not Meadville, I'm sorry, up in Erie, needs a needs a goaltender. He said, can you play? I'm like, oh boy. Yeah, right. So I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, man, like I haven't been playing a lot. Like I've just been getting back into it. And I'm like asking these questions. I'm like, is the team you're playing, are they any good? Like right, right. <laughs> how bad am I going to get lit up? Uh, but you were actually had, so I went up and played, but you had a game as well that night on the other rink. Yes, I was on the other side. And so right before... Uh, we're about to go on. Uh, we're kind of standing in the hallway there waiting for them to get the Zamboni off the ice. And the one referee starts walking down through all the players and he comes right to me. I'm like, I'm like, Oh, like what's this uh -oh. guy? What's he doing? <laughs> uh, and he's like, Hey, I'm like, uh, yeah. It's like the, the next game it's like the team has like exhausted all options on a goaltender. Like they have nobody. Would you be willing to stick around and play for them? Like oh great! Like so the one right. What what makes this funny is that this team who's asking the referee to ask you has no idea that you haven't played a sanction game in probably oh what, it's, two years at this point. At least yeah, like two years. Two years at this point, you haven't played a sanction game at least two years at this point, and 
that the most that you've done before this isn't even like a, isn't even like a fast pickup game. It's been like, uh, get some people to skate up and down the ice and throw some pucks at you, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's a variety. Like you during those pickup games, there's people who can play decent, but when they the good players, they're trying to feed and make the bad players better. Yeah, it's pickup, right? It's pickup. Yeah, so they're not like taking like great scoring opportunities and great shots. You know, right, so no one's taking clappers from the blue line. No, no. So it's it's good to kind of just get your movement back and everything. So that's why I was a little bit nervous about going back and playing, but I was like, I just got to do it. And again, we have that tournament coming up uh, next month. Yeah, which is why I've been getting back into it. So yeah, I'm like, uh, so when when you're the goalie for a team and somebody, and and you, I'm sorry, and you can't show up. It kind of throws a big wrench into being able throws to play hockey. Throws everything off. Throws everything off. Yeah. So, you know, when when you got what twenty five guys probably who want to play hockey, and it all kind of hinges on you saying yes or no. <laughs> it, it's right. It's a lot of pressure because what people often forget is that it's not like you said twenty five people. It's twenty or twenty five people because not only does the does a team need you to stay in play, but the other team needs you to stay in play. Yeah. Yeah, because well, they have their goalie, but they have no goalie to shoot on, or vice versa, or whatever. Right. But yeah, so <clears throat> I was like, all right, fine, yeah, I'll do it. So we finished up our game. We actually lost by one. I was bummed. Which I I gotta say, I came over and watched. I watched the beginning of it, and I think I caught the end of it. Oh, and the second game. The second game we tied. Sorry, the first game. The first game I watched the beginning of, mm-hmm. and which I think was funny because I was talking to Bob uh, after that, and he's like, yeah. He's like, I just told Dave to come up and play. I didn't want to tell him that we were playing the best team in our division. <laughs> yeah, I held up pretty but good, though, for that first game. I, that's exactly right. That's what I was going to say. Is that Considering that Bob's team is, whatever, normal, somewhere in the middle of the, of the rankings, yeah. so the team that you guys played was the best team in the division, uh, and that you only let in three was, was, was awesome. Yeah, they, it, they lost by one goal. It's not like they, it's not like their team scored like seven or eight or ten. Right. Yeah, it wasn't a blowout by any means. But no. then the second game, you guys actually hung out and watched like pretty much the whole game. Uh, we did. We did. We uh, we had a couple adult beverages on the side of the. Uh, I the saw. The I, was, there. I was looking over <laughs> when the when the action was at the other end. I'm like looking over. I'm like those bastards are drinking beer right yeah. there. I'm like They're I want one. Time. <laughs> yeah, but it was fun though. I mean, it felt really good to get back between the pipes and. Yeah, you know, just get that real game feel, you know, refs and, you know, face off stuff like that and, you know, actual decent shots on you. So it was fun. Yeah. I had a good time. I think that's the big uh, people who I don't know. People don't play this person doesn't play like adult sports. Um, it's kind of hard to describe the difference between like, playing pickup where it doesn't really matter. And then an actual sanctioned game, because really in the whole scheme of things, that sanctioned game doesn't matter either. Nobody out there is going to the NHL, right? No. Nobody is, right? But there's still kind of like that pride. And oh, that, yeah, for that, sure. You want to play and you, you want know, to try and win. Right. It's that competitive nature. You you want to win. You want to win all your sanctioned games. I mean, obviously you don't. But, I mean, there's just, it's a little bit of a different aspect than just going to pick up. Yeah. I tell you, one thing I'm looking forward to uh, with playing in this tournament, even though it could be as little as three games. Yeah. Is it, that we'll be, I'll be playing for one team because yes. for me as a goalie in the other league that we play in, I would play for every team. They would have the players schedule, the team schedule, and then they'd have a goalie schedule. So goalie schedule. Yeah. You didn't know who you were playing for that night or who you're playing against. 
so it, I'm, I'm actually really excited to be able to play for a team because sometimes it's hard. Like I try and commit to whatever team I'm playing for and give it a hundred percent. Right. But there's some teams like, dude, I was playing with a bunch of guys I never met before. Yeah. But like, I'm like, I'm still giving it everything I got. And you get to see like three breakaway chances in like five minutes. <laughs> yep. I'm still giving yep. it everything I can to try and stop them. Hey, I tell you what, because that looks good too. It does. Yeah, it was fun. I was telling Carrie about how uh, when we got back to the locker room, <laughs> you were you were trying to pay me a compliment without without offending me. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, how do I write? How do I word this correctly? You're a lot better. I think I said something like, you're a lot better than I remember. Yeah. Now, the reason why is because it has been so long since you and I played hockey together that the last time that we played hockey together and you were a goalie and I was skating out, not only was I worse at the time, but I mean, both of us. Yeah, I was definitely worse. Worse at the time. So yeah. the like 10 years have gone on and we've both gotten better at our respective positions. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of like, how do you, right? How do you put that into words? appropriately right yeah it's like trying to tell somebody you know who like lost some weight that they yeah look, that they look good because yeah, it's like, they lost you, you're like we used to be fatter but now you're skinnier <laughs> like it's, it's a weird compliment to give somebody right right but you did honest to god dave you you played great out there and uh and clearly i mean hey 10 years does a lot of wonders right for anybody it does T time has gone on and we've both gotten better at ice hockey yeah, you also said something, too, that I've heard from multiple people over the years. You said, you go, you know, you, you're pretty nimble for a bigger guy. <laughs> well, I mean, compared to me, you're a bigger guy. Oh, yeah. But it was just, it's funny because, like, I've heard that, too. Like, people are like, man, like, you can really move around the net pretty well for being, like, a yeah. bigger dude. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I, I, it's always funny to hear that. I enjoy hearing that. Well, then uh, be nimble at the tournament. I will. I'm excited for the tournament. It's going to be a lot of fun. It will be. Uh, so, yeah, enough of that. We chewed up 10 minutes worth of episode talking about me getting back into hockey. All right. So, next thing we had, Joe, uh, you have, I had a media recommendation, or I think I backed yours up last week, but you said you had one. I do have for one. For this episode. What do you got? So, I have, so for this week, I have a media recommendation and like a media preview. Mm hmm. Basically, I'll put it that way. Uh, what platform? My media. This the first one is uh, I think Amazon. Oh, okay. So if you have Amazon Video or Amazon Prime Video, whatever it's called, yeah, uh, you'll be able to watch the first one. The second one you're going to need Paramount Plus. Okay. Um, and also to note, the second one will not be a recommendation yet. It'll just be a this is what I'm checking at basically. Yeah, I, I I know what your second one is, and I watched the trailer. Okay. It looks pretty cool. So the first one. Very surprising. I was bored out of my mind the other day, and I went to Amazon uh, Amazon uh, Video or whatever, and I pulled up Free Guy. Have you heard of Free Guy? Oh, yeah, I've seen with, it. With Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. I was expecting not much of anything, to be honest with you, because Ryan Reynolds is like one of those characters that he has, I think, two distinct sets of films. Films that are, like, horrible and, and, and movies that are really good. Yeah, it, some of his older stuff's a little bizarre. He plays that same, like, you know, quirky, you know, smart mouth witted, you know, character. Uh, yeah, he, he plays Ryan Reynolds in every movie. He does play Ryan Reynolds in every movie, no matter what it is. Uh, yeah. even like that six underground, like, you know, he's like, he was supposed to be like, like a, that's on Netflix, but he's supposed to be like this badass, like, you know, dude. 
and that and he's still that same you know wise cracking right and, i'm like damn like he just doesn't give that up no i it's he's uh i forget what they call that but that like if he plays that he plays almost the same character in in most in most of his movies yeah he does uh, not he does not uh like he doesn't transform into said character no yeah right even even when he played deadpool yeah. In the two Deadpool movies, was he was Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah, it's always the same thing. But not taking anything away from, I do enjoy I, watching. His I movies. do enjoy. His, yeah, I do too. I actually really enjoy his movies, but I didn't have high hopes for this one because it was a. Because already, I'll just say it right off the top. It's a quote unquote video game movie. Yeah, and to clarify, right? it's not based on a video game. It is based. It's in a video game. Yeah. Yeah. Care, yeah. It's it just, I knew, I knew what the plot was and that's why I kind of always avoided it. Even though anyone who knows me knows that I love to play video games. I didn't, I didn't really care about the plot of the movie so much. And I tell you what, after maybe, after maybe what I would call maybe 20 minutes of like ramp up time where the movie is like getting its footing and introducing the characters, mm -hmm. it took after like that first like 20 or 25 minutes, I was sold. Oh, like, it's I, so good. It, I know it just, okay. I'm glad you, like, you kind of feel like you were this, you felt the same way that it just kind of, it just kind of ramps up and gets into you. And I was like, I did not see that coming. No matter of fact, it's funny. Even bro, I didn't know you're bringing this up. I had free guy on the TV, uh, while I was eating lunch today. I just threw it on just to watch some of it. Okay. It's a, it's a good movie. It's rewatchable. It is rewatchable. There's lots of things happening in the background, so to speak. Yeah. You can catch on like the second or third or fourth showing. Yeah, and if you are if you are a gamer, there are some like little things in in there that, that you'll probably recognize here and there. Yeah, uh, but you don't have to be a gamer to enjoy it. It's just a good flick. No, uh, it was it, it was it's definitely uh, cross compatible. You know, I, I mean, I, may, maybe not like younger kids in the family, but mm -hmm. like you know, teenage uh, teenagers to adults, I would say, or younger teens to adults, I think, are okay. Yeah, there was one scene where one of the uh, the characters like teabag somebody after they they shot him or something like that. Do you remember that? <laughs> I, I do. It might have been in the background or something, but it's one it of the was, little it like was, it's like little Easter eggs for for people that know what that means, like in video games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know. But again, you don't have to be a gamer to enjoy. It, but it was very no. good, dude. The plot was really interesting because it takes place in the video game world, yeah, and in the real world. And there's like these two storylines happening and. Uh, it's pretty pretty awesome. If you have not seen it, yeah, I would I would definitely recommend giving it a try, even though it's your recommendation. Yeah, no, I I'm glad that we're on the same page on this one. I mean, I'd be I'd be glad if we were on a different page, but yes, I think that double recommendation is is warranted in this case. Yeah, it would be more compelling if I was like, no, dude, that movie was shit. Like, <laughs> now, right now, people will be like, wait a minute, wait so a he minute. likes it and he doesn't <laughs> like it. I think there was only there might have been only one movie, or I think so far that you and I were kind of on opposite ends. I think I don't remember what it is. I don't remember what it is either. Oh well. Yeah, I don't know. But your other movie recommendation. So okay, now this uh, is gonna, now, this, say, now oddly this enough. Is here sound, we go. <laughs> I know this is going to sound redundant. Mm -hmm. Um, it is not Free Guy Two. No. <laughs> My preview of of what I'm checking out now and i'll come back and i think it's gonna take i don't know i think i have to give it four or five episodes to really to really get an understanding if it's any gonna be any good or not but i'm going to i'm gonna be watching halo and this is halo the the halo the 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 series not halo the video game right they've done they've done a halo the 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 streaming series 
on Paramount Plus, live action. Uh, it's not animated. No. Uh, it's not. It's not a cartoon or anything like that. It's actually like Halo, the live action series. I watched the trailer. It looks pretty cool. I'm excited to see it. I I personally was not like a huge Halo player. I played it like a couple times with you. Right. Uh, so I don't have a lot invested into the video game stuff. But even just from like from that, like it, I'm interested in, in what it looks like as far as the series goes. Like not from yeah. the, not from the nostalgia of the game. But you know what might be interesting too from you is if you get like one episode or two episodes in, give us a quick little update, maybe an episode or two from now. Yes. And say like your initial thoughts and then and then we'll, we'll end cap it when you finish it and see what your final thoughts are. <laughs> no, no, that actually that's a really good idea, right? Like two episodes in versus say like six episodes, in, right? Yeah. Because these you, you get an hour, basically you get an hour of screen time at a time and there's only so much you can do within that hour of space so that my opinion on the series may change over time. I think there's something we should note for people that might be looking at it, you know, including yourself is that the series was not written to follow the game either. It was just so based they, around the concept of the game. They took kind of like what they did with, um, with some of like the Marvel stuff and everything. They took concepts from the broader like video game mm -hmm storytelling and lore and they you know they used ideas and points and locations and plot points and and different devices from the video games to tell a new narrative story in the halo universe that is being filmed for paramount so the reason why i'm bringing that up is because if you know nothing about halo the video absolutely nothing about halo the video game it's not really, it doesn't matter because it's not necessary to understand those video games to watch Halo the, the series. Yeah. Because they, they divorce them from the game. Now, of course, if you're like me, you're still looking at it going, oh, cool, that's just like the game. You know what I mean? But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I'm trying to think of a, I'm trying to think of a video game movie that like they, they followed the idea of the game and the story so much that it kind of ruined the movie for most people because it wasn't compelling enough. That, and that's, you actually bring up a really good point because what I, I, what I don't think a lot of quote unquote gamers understand is that you can't really copy video game plot lines beat for beat because a lot of them don't translate to the screen very well. No. And I think you really isolate your, your audience. Right. Right. And it, like the acceptability of the film because yeah, like it, yeah, video game story versus, you know, movie plot, two totally different things. Yeah, yeah, and that could be, and, they, and, and if you're filming something that you want everybody to experience, you just can't pick up video game plot points, put them back down on film and say, okay, there it is. Yeah, I feel like they did that with, uh, remember that, that Street Fighter movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme? <laughs> oh my God. They, they literally <laughs> took the game, I think, and tried to turn it into a movie and it was terrible. Wow, it has been so long since I've seen that, but I remember you and I watching it when we were much younger. And yes, it was, it was terrible. Didn't we do a whole bit on video game movies one time? I, we did. We actually discussed this okay. back in season one. I think. Yeah, it's just sounding familiar. Why, <laughs> why video games don't translate into movies very well? Okay, I wonder what. God, if we could find the episode, maybe. We'll post it in the show notes or so, I don't know. Maybe there you go. Yep. We are, or just, or, just start or, listening. Just backtrack. <laughs> for reference. Yeah. yeah, refer to season, whatever. Right. 
um, yeah, so I'm I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm really looking forward to checking it out. Actually, yeah. Carrie's going somewhere tonight with some friends for a little bit, so I might watch an episode while she's gone. Awesome. Well, then I can't wait to hear. Uh, I can't wait to hear how you take an. Ep- I'll I'll off you know off mic. I'll speak to you about episode one to see what you thought. Yeah, yeah, I will. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll give no, I'll give you my input on the show. Cool. Sorry, I was reading uh, our list here. Um, you, we we're going to talk about you. You've been looking for for a new house, correct? We are. We are. Yeah. Uh, we finally have outgrown this space with my second kid. We we this space here just isn't. It's just not big enough. And we're looking. And if anybody's looking for a house right now, uh, I mean, you probably you probably don't have this problem in Dempsey. Uh, maybe you do, but uh, it's it, there's house inventory is like really bad. So we're trying, you know, we're, we're, these houses pop up, right? We'll go and see them. And just like last time that I was looking for, or our, Eric and I were looking for a house, mm-hmm. we have found what I call stupid house decisions or terrible choices made in houses that we look at these houses and we just sit there and go, why would you do this? So you're talking more like, yeah, like design ideas or uh, yeah. maybe like particular, uh, like mostly design ideas, but like maybe they picked a, a horrific backsplash or, or a, a really stupid design on a floor or, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you have some examples. So like, I, I do. Yeah, like what have you seen that, that would you, you would consider stupid? This is the worst one that I've seen so far. And I have a couple other examples too. So I'm going to start at the worst. Okay. And maybe, and maybe we'll get into the, the not as bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's here's one of the worst. So this house pops up in our in in the list that uh, my wife and I get that says you know okay hey these are the houses that are in you know in your range and on all the criteria you've given. This, yeah, this yeah, you, you filter runs, it out. Right? Yeah, for yeah particular prices and features and whatnot. So this house pops up, and I'll just describe it. It's like it's like three thousand square feet approximately. It's somewhere between twenty seven hundred and three thousand square feet. Good size house. Yeah, good size house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, okay, like, all right, this is already looking pretty good, right? 17 rooms. Uh, <laughs> seven, yeah, 17 tiny rooms. I'm sorry, go ahead. So, so go ahead. <laughs> no, it was, well, it was, it was like four bedrooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was, I can't remember if it was, it was three, I think three bath. Okay. Maybe two, maybe two and a half or three bath. Um, You know, all kind. you know, all kinds of space, a back porch, a massive backyard. And remember, if you're looking like in the suburbs, you sometimes you don't get a nice big backyard like no uh, nice big backyard. And then my wife is looking at the pictures and she goes, it's a one car garage. And I go, no, I, there's I'm like, hold on a second. Hold on. Maybe the pictures at a weird angle, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's it is not possible that somebody built a 3000 foot. 3,000 square foot house. Right. And then was like, with a one car garage. Tiny one car garage, right? Right. Probably just big enough to pull your car in. That's it. I'm like, it can't be because we are, I admit, we're looking for a two car garage because we both leave at different times in the morning. And no one wants to be, no one wants to park in the driveway, especially with eerie winters. Right. So we're looking at it. And I said, okay, hold on. I'll just text our agent. I'll have her find it. So I text my agent and I say, 
hey, what's the deal with this newest one that just popped up? It's like so many square feet. It looks great. It's a huge backyard. Mm-hmm. Erica thinks it's a one-car garage. Uh, can you find out what's going on? And she's like, yeah. She's like, that doesn't seem right to me either. She's like, I'll, I'll text the agent of that house. So she texts the agents of, of that selling house. And she gets back to her. She gets back to our agent. And so my agent then tells me, she's like, hey, Joe, I found out that it is not a one-car garage. It is a three-car tandem garage. Um, so you can pull three cars straight in. Three cars straight in with no other way out. You know how annoying that would be? Would like, be absolutely off. I mean, you, uh, dude, you'd be shuffling cars around constantly. As I was joking with, I was joking with my wife. I was like, how would that even work? One of you would just not have to use it. Yeah. She would just be like, you would have to park outside the whole time. And yeah. then, and then what we have a, we have a, a triple size garage, a triple size in the wrong direction. Uh, right. I mean, right? a lot of storage and stuff you could use the other, you know, w- with that extra room, you know, keeping the lawn tractor or something, but still, I just can't imagine the design decision that went into this. I mean, it probably like, came down to property width or something like they maybe just didn't ha- literally have enough room to go over anymore. It's well, better than nothing. I think you might be onto something there because if you look at the picture from above, mm-hmm. if you look at the, the 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 Google Earth photo of it, there isn't there's it's only a few more feet to the fence on the left. Okay. Well that would make sense. But they, they thought still, I mean Yeah, better to have one one long garage than no garage at all. I or if you have a camper, I guess. Oh, right. Maybe the yeah, maybe the person who there. owned it. But that's what we find a lot of times is that you get these houses that like somebody purpose built mm-hmm. and the person who purpose built the house didn't really care about anything else, right? They weren't thinking about selling the house. They weren't thinking about reusability. They were thinking about what do I want right now? Right. Yeah. They were not considering what happens if I have to sell this place. Right. Yeah. So am, am I limiting the market by only putting in one long ass garage? I, I just... I don't know. That has got to be one of the weirdest things. Weirdest in just the whole general sense of the term. Things that I've ever seen on on a house like that. I yeah. just uh, would I'm, you would you buy am I am I crazy? Would you buy something like that? Um, it would depend. Like I, I'm not opposed to parking my car outside. We do it now. So I would just look at it as, you know, what are the potential, you know, options do I have to to utilize that space? You know, could, okay. I, could I use it as like a little workshop in the back end? And, you know, have one car parked in there. You know, it could still be usable space for something. Of course. Right, right. You know, but is it like if the rest of the house is like everything that we wanted and it's gorgeous and like, oh, like this is great. Everything great finishes. Yeah. It wouldn't be a total deal breaker. uh, Excuse me. Deal breaker for me. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, that's something you'd have to really, really ask yourself. Would you take like, would you see a house that you're like, Slightly less interested in as far as the overall aesthetics go, but it has a two-car uh, two-car garage. Mm. And you're I like, mean, pro- probably. Like that probably. is probably. You think that's such a like a, a big deal for you guys that you would take it, a it, you it, would take a house. Two-car garage is so important for us. Man, I would make that sacrifice. I, and you know what? That's what I love about like when you get into house discussions is everybody has a list of like 10 things, right? And those 10 things go from like top to bottom, right? Yeah. Like I mean, ours is like one or like two or number two or three or whatever has, is two car garage. 
Yeah. Wow. I mean, okay. I mean, that's, I mean, that's obviously like, like you said, that's everybody's got their, their high priority stuff when it comes to a house. Yeah. And be, I mean, you might find, you obviously don't want to jump on this one without exploring more options. Cause you may find the house you really like that does have a two, uh, two car garage. I think we will. But like I said, for me, if I love the house and everything about it and that's the garage that came with it, I'd be like, eh, whatever. Put a car somehow, port, put a carport in front of her or something like. No, yeah, knowing know. you, somehow I think that you would take out one of the walls of the house and you would just expand <laughs> the garage Probably. and you would do it all yourself on a weekend. Oh, it wouldn't be that quick, but yeah, I would definitely. I <laughs> I would probably. That's what I'd be looking at. Like, all right, how can I fix this? How can I change this? All right, do you want me to tell you? You want me to tell you some of the other goofy things that we've seen? Yeah, I'm sure some of them are just like, uh, like I said, just design choices for like you know surface stuff. So like, all what, right. what else did you find? So here, here's, here's another good one. Mm-hmm. So another house pops up and quick description. It's, it's, it's not as big, but it's, it's one and a half bath. I'm mm. sorry. It might've been like two. I'm sorry. It might've been like two and a half bath. Okay. That's better. Right. We're like, well, this is, this is kind of like, this is kind of strange, right? Probably two um, bath upstairs, like a half bath in the basement or something. Well, so we go to see the house, right? Mm-hmm. And we cannot find this mysterious half bath anywhere. Oh, really? Right, we've been upstairs. We've been on the main floor, right? And then finally, you know, we, we go okay. Well, let's go. Let's the the basement was unfinished, right? But let's uh. just go see what's what's down there in terms of storage and everything, right? Against one wall of this unfinished basement, it's a sink. <laughs> oh, that's what they consider the half bath. Yeah, no. it's a sink. Yes, yes. My, dude, it yes. has to have a toilet. Dead serious. It has to have Dead. a toilet and a sink. Did it have a toilet? That's that's exactly what uh, it, I think. The toilet was like over in the corner and it wasn't hooked up. Oh, and and my and my agent was like, they can't really do that. Yeah, they're the, only supposed to tell you what's available now, not what they could possibly screw into the plumbing. Yeah, that's kind of weird. So it wasn't even like walled in. It was just down in the basement. No, <laughs> it wasn't even walled in. There was just yeah. a sink against the wall and there was a toilet that wasn't even attached <laughs> to anything sitting over in the corner because because if you wanted to as as was explained i guess later mm-hmm. if you wanted to you could finish the downstairs bathroom yeah that's that's not marketed correctly but even, okay let's just say hypothetically it was hooked up and it was operational okay and like you and, <laughs> and like let's say you had a friend over okay and they're like hey you got a bathroom i can use you know yeah. Uh, you know, somewhere off the beaten path. And you're like, yeah, there's one right downstairs. And they, they walk down the stairs and they're like, no. Like, <laughs> it's just yeah. in because, the open right. room. <laughs> it was nothing but a dark, open cement room. <laughs> oh, my God. What would you do? Would you be willing to use it? Or would you no, like, turn well, right? What you have to do to make it funny, though, is you have to make sure you get one of those uh, toilet paper holders, right? And stick it right next to the toilet, right? Just yeah. so they know. Just so they know. Like, no, this is the bathroom. You're in the bathroom now. You could rig up like one of those uh, like curtain, those like round curtain rods from the ceiling. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you just pull it closed while you're doing your business. <laughs> God, that'd be horrible. Yeah, that that would definitely be that would definitely be weird. But we uh, here's you know what, and here here's the surprising part. That's not the first time I've seen that. Really? No. People will shove, or or you know what? Ha- here's what I here's my theory on that. My theory on that is that a lot of people buy these houses because that option is down there. Start something and then never finish. So they say, okay, 
Yeah, and I'm sure the real estate agent, you know, they'd be like, well, you know, that's actually a pretty easy fix. You know, throw up a couple little, you know, walls around it, hook it up to yep. it, you know, it'll work. Oh, okay, okay. That's something you can do down the road. Yeah, anyone can do that. Just just uh, YouTube it. Anyone can do it. Well, I mean, I, I can do it. But Well, I, I, know, I know you can. <laughs> I know our friend Bob can, so. Yeah, Bob, uh, yeah, Bob can too. He's been working on his bathroom. And have you seen yeah. our bathroom remodel yet? Yeah, you sent me some pictures. Okay, I don't know if you saw it in person or not yet. I have not seen it in person, but that reminds me I should come down and see it so we can record a show. Yes. Yes, a live and in-person show where you can use my bidet, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> everybody that goes in there like, you got to try the bidet. <laughs> like, yeah, no. Like, <laughs> you, wanna, you, you can ask everybody as they leave the bathroom. You can have a survey. You're like, excuse right. me, Joe. Joe, excuse me, excuse me, could you just fill out this quick, this quick 10-question survey? It's a one-question survey. Yeah. <laughs> did you did use you the, like, the bidet? <laughs> did you even use it? And if someone marks no, you ask them to leave. Yeah, but, oh, I'm sorry. You got to take off. Oh, uh, uh, you didn't. Okay. Yeah, you have to go. Like, I'll go and use it, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. Okay, so uh, did you have anything else that you saw? I have, I have one more. Perfect. Okay. One more. One more. Uh, this actually, I admit this happened on our previous house hunt. This did not happen on this house hunt. Oh, when you were, we're looking when for, you were looking for the house you well, now currently, that I'm live currently in. in. Okay. Yes. Um, we, we saw a house that had advertised as a three bedroom house. Mm -hmm. Cool. Three bedroom. Great. So we get there and it's kind of the same thing. Like with the two and a half bathrooms, we were able to locate two of the bedrooms. Uh oh, but where's the third, right? We looked downstairs. We looked in the main floor. We looked upstairs. We look at the, they have like this data sheet basically that you can look at. Mm -hmm. And there's a little note. We didn't see this the first time around. There's a little note on the data sheet that says open concept third bedroom. Oh, just the whole basement. There was the whole. So there was this, get this. There was a sitting room on the second floor. Oh, that, they thought you could partition yeah. off and turn it into a bedroom. Yeah, they thought you could just turn into a third bedroom. But on the data sheet, they listed the house as a three bedroom to get people in there. Well, that's because just mean. They, I know because we like get this shit too. And very we like the house, but it had this open concept third bedroom. That's an easy, was, easy fix. Easy fix. Put up a couple walls, want, throw in a closet, put a door in. You got yourself you another bedroom. You know what bedroom. the problem was? What's Here's that? the problem. You're you're right. Yeah. You could put up some walls and actually finish the bedroom. The problem was is that this goes back to that original problem of people building the house don't think forward. Mm -hmm. That sitting area was way too small to be a bedroom because what they did is is the other two bedrooms where they made them much bigger. Oh, because they never finished the third bedroom, they made the the left and right bedrooms massive. Yeah, I think there's specifications as far as like what I think it's like eight by ten or something. Is yeah to like make a like bedroom minimum requirement for bedroom something like that. Yeah. And it has to have a closet, uh, and I believe a window. Yep. Right. To, right. You're right. You have to have a window. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and that was just it was just like shot. I'm like they listed it as a three bedroom. You get in there. And you're like, where's the third bedroom? And it's just this sit. They put a, they put a little couch in there, and they're like, open concept third bedroom. <laughs> That's not a bedroom. No, no, it's not. It should, yeah, they they should they should have listed that as just a two bedroom. Yeah, that's a two bedroom house. Just 
Done. Maybe in, maybe in the notes, put possible, you know, possibility of third bedroom. You know, right. But listed as a two. Anyway. If you're, if you're Dave, you could finish that bedroom. Not yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. So I don't mind jumping. I will projects. probably have, as we're nowhere close to finding this because right now problems, inventory problems with houses are so bad right now. So we're not even close to a house, but I, I tell you, if I find any more ridiculousness, mm -hmm. I'll let you know. Oh, please. Yeah. I love, I loved finding like just weird design choices. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. as far as like, you know, just decor of like, or like I said, like, like a hideous colored, like countertop. I don't know. I, I, we have been house hunting for quite some time, so I don't have any like examples off the top of my head, but I remember finding stuff like that. We're like, Oh my God. Like, like even stuff that you could easily change, like paint. You're like, oh yeah. Like, the why choices. would they paint this entire room like fucking bright pink? Bright pink, yeah. Or whatever. I've, I've seen the same. Yep. And that's the stuff I didn't even bring up. Like we see that stuff all the time. Yeah, we're we're relatively neutral on our paint schemes. You know, it's like, oh yeah, your house for sure, definitely. We're like a episode of uh, you know House Hunters. Everything's gray and white. <laughs> and you have that nice open concept area. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Hey, it's less painting. It is less painting. I hate painting. Less painting. Yeah, yeah. Forget that. So, all right. Well, let's move on, Joe. Next, uh, next thing on our yeah. list is: uh, Have you ever been to a wine walk? Wine walk. Okay, I can only assume that that involves two activities. Mm hmm. Go ahead. Drinking wine. Yes. And sprinting. No. <laughs> Damn it! You're close. Uh, okay, what was what was it really? Drinking wine and walking from oh wine walk from okay. one from one bottle of wine to the next. Uh, Is it like stations? You sort of yeah. So okay, they're relatively popular. I'm surprised you guys haven't done one yet. Uh, I don't know if I've Erie just doesn't. Winery. I don't think Erie does them. I th I think Erie's a bit too busy maybe for these. So, okay, yeah, people just go to wineries, but around like these smaller towns, they'll excuse me, they'll they'll do wine walks where like different. Uh, different wineries will set up in like different establishments around the community. Okay. Okay. And they'll have these little stations set up and like signs out front, like, Oh, this is like uh, uh, what, what's a wine. What's a winery. Around? Like deer park. Is it deer park? Deer. I think it's water. I think deer yeah. Park deer park's water. water. What am I thinking of? There's like a deer wine. I'm well, not, I don't drink a lot of wine. No, fair enough. Fair enough. But the different wineries will set up stations. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then you, you walk, you, you buy your admission ticket. And the reason I'm even bringing this up is because in like a month in April, April 22nd, they're having another one here in Old City. And they're kind of fun. Like I said, you buy your ticket and you literally just go around with your cup. You get a, a cool little glass for the that year's, you know, yeah, yeah. wine walk. And you walk into each station. You pour a little bit. Of, I'll try this one. Ooh, I'm going to try this one. And you take a little sip. And some of them, some of them are disgusting because I don't like real dry wines. <laughs> and uh, of course, <clears throat> so I'm always like, which one's the sweeter one? What's your like dessert wines? I'll try those. Then, then they have bottles right on hand, so you can like, ooh, like let me let me get like one or two of those. Now, and, can you get? Is it is it one fill per per area or per per station? Basically, yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, they'll they'll kind of. I mean, they're not gonna fill your glass up, but they'll. They'll put like, you know, like a half inch of wine in the bottom. Yeah. But you do that, you know, 40 times, you know, going, sure. going around. It starts to add up. It, it does. starts to add up after a little while. I think that is very similar to in Erie. They'll do beer on the bay. 
Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Okay. And you'll get a little tiny glass, right? Yeah. Somehow, like an hour, an hour into beer on the bay, you're like, why do I feel like I've had like three (laughs) beers already, right? Yeah, because you have equivalently. You're just just sipping everywhere. Yeah, because when you do that, and honestly, a wine walk sounds great. I... I would definitely do something like that. I mean, yeah. they, I don't know if they do any here, but that's like a great thing for Oil City to do because especially down there, um, I mean, for folks that don't know, like Oil City has some pretty wide uh, downtown areas where there's plenty of room and different establishments to do this in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and trust me, if you cut off the street for a day, it's not like traffic's going to be backing up. No, there's definitely ways around. It's yeah. not like if they if they shut down Peach Street, like that'd be bad. Yeah, that would be bad. Yeah, right? that'd be bad. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, I think these are just a bit easier to do in smaller, smaller towns. Have you guys, have you, have you done the previous one? Uh, I've done one, maybe two. I can't remember. Definitely one. Okay. Uh, my wife goes to them, not all the time, but she, you know, when she can, she'll, she'll, you know, her and her friends will go and they'll do a wine walk. Now, do you prefer, you prefer whites or reds or don't? or don't care. I don't like, care between I don't care between white or red just as long as it's not real dry. Right, yeah, you know what? I do not like the dry ones either. Even a semi sweet is still sometimes a bit too dry for me. Really? Yeah, or whatever it's called. It's like it's like the combo of like a little dry, a little sweet. Is that what it is? Oh, right, 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 right. No, no, you're right. It's 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 definitely on the sweeter side, but semi sweet is not It doesn't not mean it's sweet. It right. means it's just it's, less dry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still not great. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, if you're yeah, if you're local to the area, um, there you go. They're not they're not like you know they're not sponsoring us to talk about this. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not like I said on April twenty second. I don't even know where you can get tickets. I'm sure you can Google it or Facebook it or something. Can you? Okay, so here I wonder if you can just show up. Probably can just show up too. Yeah, right? I think you can just show up and get tickets somewhere. I don't think they sell out of tickets. I believe you just need one to participate as all because they give you yeah. like a, I don't know, like a wristband or something to represent that you are allowed yes, to you be are there. A, a paid customer, a participant in the activity. Yeah, and it's fun too, man. Because like you, you surprised how many people come out because it's early in the spring. Yeah, and people are kind of excited as long as it's on like a half decent day. There's going to yep. be a good yep. turnout, man. People are going to be everywhere. You're going to see like all kinds of people you haven't seen for a while. Well, especially right now, too, right? Yeah. People have been basically basically been cooped up for like two years. Right. People are going to be excited to be out and about and just doing something social. So that's that's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad they're doing that. Yeah, me too. I actually didn't even check my schedule. If I'm, I don't even know if I'm available to go. When, when, when did you say it was again? Let's, let's make sure we have the date right. Uh, April 22nd, which is the date of the first day of our hockey tournament. So I will not be there. You will not be there, but maybe Carrie. <laughs> maybe and Carrie and her friends will go. Yeah. So Joe, it looks like we got about fifteen or sixteen minutes left. What the hell? Else? Okay. What else are we gonna talk about? I'm I'm looking at my list. Well, you know what? There was something that we discussed several times. Mm-hmm. I think I think maybe even as far back as season one that we never got into. What was that? That was. How did you mm-hmm. end up making the transition? Oh, wait, from- don't pause there. <laughs> <laughs> How did you do it? <laughs> yeah, that, no, that's I- a hot topic. <laughs> Ooh, spicy in here. <laughs> yeah. No, how did you make the transition mm-hmm. into your own business? Oh, oh, uh, yeah, I guess we, we do. We, we do mention that right, every so we often. Never, 
we never finished talking about it because there's like all these I I I'm pretty business savvy in and of like when it comes to like corporate business or mm-hmm. organizational business. But like I wouldn't know the thing about how you even become like a photography business owner. Like or just a small start? business owner in general. In general, yeah. Like where do you even start? <sighs> Dude, I'll tell you what, man, it was it all I mean, God, where do I even begin? It all started for me just as a just as a passion for taking pictures. Like I just love mm-hmm. doing that. And that passion could be anything for anybody. Uh, you know, whether it be like just, you know, mowing grass, doing landscaping, stuff like that, uh, you know, a painter, whatever it may be. Right, right. Uh, you know, whatever it like, I don't know, I just, I love doing it so much. And just one day, I think it was, let me backtrack. My very first wedding I ever photographed was in, I think, 2003. So it was like 19 years ago. That's almost hard to believe in and of itself that that was almost 20 years ago. That's amazing. And I will not, I will not say I did it professionally. That was like, I had a camera and a friend of mine was like, Hey, do you want to, do you want to take pictures at my wedding? And yeah. I was like, uh, I was like, okay, <laughs> no idea sure. what I was doing. Knew nothing about the equipment. I had a camera. It was film too. Dude, it was a, like a Canon film, 35 millimeter camera. And oh, it's right. Because that's right. That was during the crossover era. Yeah. So I didn't have a digital yet. And, uh, I got paid a case of beer. Is what I, you know, what I got paid for that first wedding, but I really seems enjoyed re- it. Seems reasonable. Yeah. But as far as like moving forward, you know, I actually did over the course of like several years, I would photograph like a wedding or two, bought my first digital camera, like just this little camera, which if you look at it now, it looks like a toy, but, but still at this point, you're just taking payment in like cash. Yeah. Like I'm not, cash. Like, no, I yeah. do not own a business at this point. Right. Uh, but I remember too, I reached a certain point with a certain wedding where I felt like, like I was starting, like I got like a bigger wedding. A lot of them were like smaller, you know, right. Uh, you know, like fire hall style wedding, stuff like that. We're not right. wrong with it's where everybody starts, but yep. I reached this one where I was like, Oh my God, I literally feel like I'm out of my element. Like I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I've never had that. Like that's epiphany. Gonna, that's going to be a really weird feeling. It was because right? I was having like camera problems. I didn't know what was happening. And I actually stepped back away from after that wedding. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like I'm kind of getting it over my head here. So I pulled back and it was like a couple years later. Um, we were, I, th- I may have mentioned this story at some point, maybe not on the podcast, but I remember we were, we were at Disney and there was this couple mm-hmm. that was, they were trying to take a selfie with a DSLR camera and they, okay. and I saw them and I'm like, do you want me to take your picture? <laughs> I'm like, I won't run away with your camera. I promise. And uh, right. so I took their photo and I, I gave it back to their camera back. And I'm returning to Carrie. I'm like, oh my God, I missed that. <laughs> like, I, just, I love taking pictures, even it's just simple as that. Yeah. So I decided shortly after that, that I was going to invest in my very first like professional DSLR camera and lens. And before I took on clients, I spent like the next year just learning as much as I possibly could about, about my equipment and how to do it, how to take better pictures. So did you just, I'm assuming did you just research stuff on the internet. You looked at like techniques. You looked Yeah. At like, there's a lot of stuff, even like free stuff on YouTube you can find, but I paid for a lot of classes online that I, okay. that I participated in. Okay. And you know, there's ton, tons of resources online. You don't have to go to like, you know, not that it'd be a bad thing, but you don't have to go to like film school or, you know, go to like actual courses, which again would probably be a faster, more beneficial process. I took kind of sure. the, the longer road. <laughs> 
Well, uh, I was going to say, I think the lesson that I'm taking from this now is that the journey to this was just not like there was a month that rolled around and you were like, I'm going to take pictures. No, no. And then, but then leading up to, you know, me actually like quitting my full-time job, that was five years. Okay. Uh, so when I, when I decided to actually do it professionally, I, I took the steps of getting, uh, um, getting like a, a federal tax ID number, you know, filing for a sole proprietorship for my business. And so that's gotta be, so, but that's gotta be like, where do you even start with that kind of stuff? Like if you were, if you were like, I'm going to start making coffee tables tomorrow right? and I need to incorporate, what the hell do you do first? Honestly, it's been, it's been so long now since I've done it. Uh, there is, there is a website, which I cannot tell you right now because I can't remember. That I'll actually, link it on the Facebook page. Yeah, there's a fee. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, right. <laughs> there's a, there is a fee for using it and you pay them like several hundred dollars to, to help you through this process of creating okay. uh, the proper steps to get your sole proprietorship, getting your tax ID number. Uh, and then they send you this big booklet and all your like legal documents in the mail. Uh, so you can have, you know, so you can then file your taxes uh, and your proper, or not property, but your uh, like sales taxes every, every quarter. Is this all in the, in the name of forming, I think, it, is it an LLC? Are no, you an LLC? Is that what you are? I am not an LLC. I'm, I am sole proprietor. There's, there's not there's a, a difference. There is a difference. Okay. The sole proprietors, it's less expensive to be and to obtain. Oh, okay. The, the, the biggest difference between that and an LLC is with sole proprietor, you can't, you are the only person in your business. Okay. Uh, so you can't have like a, like people on a payroll, like you got to be an LLC for that. It's okay. It's you. So sole proprietorship is something you can only do when you are the only employee, you are the owner. It is just you. Yes. And sole proprietors are generally identified their business name with their actual name. So that's why, oh, I, that's okay. why my business is my name. Got it. Got um, it. Okay. I, I, I never realized that. I always thought there was, there is I guess one, I never realized that before. there is okay. one drawback to being sole proprietor. Is, Can I guess? Can I guess? Yes. <laughs> you don't have the protection of a corporate layer in case you get sued. Correct. Okay. That is it. Yes. So as like I said, I'll just call it SP, not as whatever, as sole proprietor, if somebody sues you, there is no difference between owner and individual. Got it. Uh, or business and, and, and owner. And it, between business and owner, right. Yeah. Unfortunately, which we hope this never happens to you. Right. Oh, I know. It's scary. It's scary for all of us because <laughs> a lot of yeah. photographers are like this. Yeah. Well, oh, right. I can imagine. So you're, you actually bring up a good point. A lot of photography is sole proprietorship, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, so if you were to get sued for some reason, uh, they couldn't just stop at the worth of the business. They, it's you. It's you. It's so literally they, you. They can go after your own personal assets as well. Wow. Yeah, which is fucked up, but, you know, it is what it is. Right, I mean, it's... Try, you not, said try it's not to get sued. <laughs> right, right. Step one, don't get sued. Yeah. Another thing that I didn't have to do was an actual business plan. I didn't have to put together a plan and go to a bank to try and get funding. Um, oh, okay. I didn't have funding for this at all. Like it was, just, it you. was like, oh, I, I have this much money to buy a camera. So what, it, the reason that I went through that long of a time period between starting this business and then mm -hmm. quitting my actual like full-time job was 
one, I wanted to make sure that I had enough of a reputation and a name and, okay. and a client base. It's hard to have a client base when you're doing uh, turnover jobs as far as like uh, weddings and, and seniors, what I love to do. So every, every, it's not like every year you get like, oh, like she's back to get senior pictures again. You know right. what I mean? Like, so it's always a new crop, a new crop every year. So it was, re- it was really about reputation and just my skill set in general, like to where people would want to hire me because I'm good at what I do. Right, right. And, you know, dude, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things you learn along the way and a lot of failures along the way. Sure. Uh, so it was a big process. And then it reached a certain point for me where, actually, I'll, I'll get to that here in a second, but there's so much stuff you have to do just like w- once I decide, I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to take pretty pictures for a living. You know, there's like, oh my God, do I need a whole lot of equipment? Which I said <laughs> in those five years, my full-time job, my real job at the time paid like the bills for like the house, the family, the car. Right, right, right. My business money that I was making was going back into the business. So anything I was making, I was putting back in, buying new gear, buying new lenses, this, that. Yeah. I mean, uh, could you almost say at that point your your business is 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 either breaking even or is that a loss, right? Uh, I tried not to be a loss. I tried to at least break even. Break even, yeah, fair enough, uh, fair enough. Yeah, I didn't want to be in a deficit uh, for filing taxes. Right. But uh, so even to this day, like my business holds zero debt, which I'm very happy about. Well, that's great. Yeah, so... But it said it took a lot longer to get there. I could have just gone with a business plan, took out a loan, and just done it a whole lot faster. But even more of that was like literally just was just building that reputation to where I was comfortable to walk into my right. boss's office and say I quit. So to, to summarize, then you didn't immediately make the shift. You held a full time job. Now, were you? Did you also hold this full time job after you had created your sole proprietorship for five years? Yeah. Oh, so that was a full five years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And I, I've been gone from that job now for five years, a little over five years. Oh, so we're basically at the halfway point now. Like yeah. you, you held the sole proprietorship for five years while still doing your normal job, mm-hmm. I guess, right in quotes. And then we are five years separated now from, from leaving that and actually running the photography business full time. Yes. Yeah. Now, have you run into any other like, once you kind of escaped that original job and you were you were doing it on your own, like have there been any like just with photography in general, like is there like or maybe just having a single business like that? Are there any like is there did anything come up like in terms of like taxes or like paying bills or like monitoring your expenses and stuff that people should know about because because you don't realize you need to track this stuff you know, when you're just working a normal nine to five job. Yeah. I mean, obviously you want to keep track of everything you possibly can. And mm-hmm. income is a big one. When I first started, dude, it was really confusing. And I was literally just writing shit down. Yeah. Uh, but years ago I got into, uh, I won't, they're not sponsoring this, but it's called 17 hats. And there's, there's other websites and in, in companies that you can use. There's one that's called like HoneyBook or something like that. But okay, uh, it is an online business uh, expense tracker, everything like, so like all my contracts I send through them and they, you know, people would digitally sign them invoicing. I, I funnel all my invoicing through this particular website because it keeps track of everything for me. So oh, okay. at the end of the year, the end of the quarter, I can print out my quarterly reports. I'm like, okay, I need to pay X amount of dollars in sales tax. 
or uh, then at the end of the year, I print it out and I give it to, to my CPA and I'm like, here you go. Like, here's all my reports. Well, that's, you bring up a really good point there is that by funneling everything through these third parties, you're not, you don't have this overhead of like extraneous paperwork. No, which is great. Yeah. It really helps yeah. out a lot. Like, so I do have to log on and pay my sales tax myself. Okay. Uh, but as far as the tax reports and stuff, I print out all my all my expenses, whether it been like a new piece of gear or something else I had to pick up. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, just, I give all that to the CPA and let him do his thing. I feel like we talked about that. Oh, we talked about taxes on the last episode. I'm like, this sounds familiar. <laughs> like, have we talked taxes before? We did. You're right. So, right, all this, right. Because where do all businesses lead? It leads to just paying your taxes. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, a, we, a weird thing too you have to consider too is, is how much money do you need? like to sustain your business. And right, the, and right. And that starts to come into play about how much do you charge? And, uh, you know, I think that I've had that conversation with, uh, not a lot of people, but people here and there, mm-hmm. uh, were like, oh man, like it costs, you know, like this much money for a photo shoot. And I'm like, well, yeah, like I, it's a business. I have to make money to make it make sense to do it. Right. And, otherwise you know, you're just doing, a, otherwise it's a money losing hobby. Exactly. Yeah. Like why even bother at that point? Yeah. So, you know, learning, learning where you're comfortably sitting to make money, but that also comes into play with like the market too. You don't want to be like the asshole that's charging like five times more than everybody. Uh, (laughs) Well, uh, no, you bring up a really good point there too, because like if you're, if you're just starting out, I'm sure you have to balance what you want to charge to get into the market, right. mm -hmm. Versus what people will be willing to give you because you're kind of a risk. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Learning how to market yourself too. That's, that's yeah. a whole nother talk. But, uh, yeah, I remember I said too, like, I never wanted to be the most expensive person. Right. But I want to be right up there because I didn't want to be the cheapest guy. I didn't want to get lost in the middle. Uh, you know, I wanted to at least have, you know, a quality you right, know, right. skill set to where I could offer nice pictures at a, you know, reasonable price and not be like, Dude, like some, like I'm not, I'm not make poking fun at anybody because I've been there too. No, no, too, I get it. Where, like, when I very first started, I was offering photo shoots for like forty dollars. I'm assuming that's very low. That's very cheap. Yeah, I'm talking like you drive, like you, you've, you've purchased all this gear. Uh, you, know, <laughs> you have a business. You're paying, uh, paying insurance on the business, which that's another one. You got insurance. Um, yeah. And you're paying all these, uh, you know, you got website subscriptions, people helping design the website and uh, everything, man. Like everything you have to pay for just in the back end. And then you go out on a photo shoot and you try, like you drive somewhere for 20 minutes, go to a shoot, shoot for an hour, you know, drive back home, come back and sit in the front of the computer for, you know, a couple hours, upload all your pictures. And, you know, and then all of a sudden you're like, 40 bucks. <laughs> yeah, I could see how after a while you can't make that work. No. But Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, so no, but it's uh yeah, I guess to kind of sum it up though, you know, once you kind of got all your shit in order right. and you know, you're kind of I don't say like on autopilot because I mean it's definitely become it's become easier for me over the years to deal with all this because I I've, I've made a lot of it, you know, simpler like I said using that website just to keep track of all my stuff right. for me. Um, yeah, then it's just, you know, continue learning for me is a big one. Try not to become complacent and, and, you know, just, you still, I think we've all seen, I hate just using photographers as an example, but that's just, you know, it's what I do. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. To where like the photographer 
that was like popular in like the the mid 90s like their style now if they're still in the business looks very dated because right, because right, they right. like oh my god like they they still look like they're in the 90s like they're using like weird like <laughs> 90s props and just their editing styles and stuff looks like it's in the 90s so all right when you say that all i can think about is like my high school photos and how dated those would look today like a cd wall of like see all the cds turned around backwards yeah <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen the photos that you do so for like the local seniors mm -hmm. and they don't look anything nothing like the senior photos that i would have taken no, Nothing. no, even like, I guess like back in when we were in high school, there was a transition happening there as far as like how senior pictures were done because for the longest right. time it was always just in the studio and posed, right? You're always just very like, posed. Ah. <laughs> yeah. You know, all of mine, I don't think I've, I may have done one senior in studio over the years and I've done hundreds of senior pictures, right? Uh, they're all outside. Like we just try and find a cool, go, cool place to go take pictures you know, make sure it's the decent lighting and, you know, rock and roll. We'll get some fun pictures. I, I think what's really interesting about that, too, is that's kind of been, has that, am I incorrect or correct in saying that's kind of been a general trend in photography, too, to get out of the studio, right? Yeah, I mean, dude, it just offers up such a variety of backdrop. Like, literally, your backdrop is the world. Yeah. And it's so appealing. You can really get creative with, with how you use different, you know, compositions in your background and stuff versus a backdrop in your studio. I can, all I can think about is when I was a kid mm -hmm. is watching the photographer reach behind you and pull down the next screen. Right. Like, Oh boy, here we go. It's blue this here. time. <laughs> or it's like right. a hand painted canvas. Yes. Here's a waterfall. Yeah. Ooh. Here's a tree. Right. <laughs> a fake paint or the, a fake backdrop tree. Right. Who's I, falling for that? I hate those backdrops. I mean, I know there is I, a time and place for them. Right. If you're but, doing uh, like school pictures or something and you need a backdrop, you know, right, right, fine. That's the, they're great for that, but yeah, not for those kind of pictures. <laughs> I just remember those. I remember those so distinctly. Like, just they were every photographer used them. Yeah, I remember hearing, and this wasn't too awful long ago. Within the past, like probably four or five years, uh, I don't remember who. And even if I did, I wouldn't say. But sure, so, sure. somebody was telling me that the photographer that they had at their wedding. They brought a backdrop. They brought like this like eight by 10 canvas backdrop. Really? Uh, like hand painted. And, and they put it like when it was time for like family photos or whatever, like after the ceremony's over and they put them up at the, up at the altar, they put this canvas backdrop behind them. I'm like, why? Isn't uh, the church supposed to be the backdrop in these pictures <laughs> like that is right that is kind of that is kind of weird right yeah i'm like that's very bizarre like i would never do that yeah I, first of all i i used to bring like too much equipment to weddings and i've really tried to minimize my uh my gear that i need to bring okay so let alone bringing a backdrop and a backdrop stand and shit mm -mm, no way no dude. <laughs> yeah just right right there you're fine just take it right there yeah, exactly. Bring at least bring a flash, you know, because churches are notoriously dark. Yeah. So, all right, we actually went over a little bit with uh, that chat, Joe. We should probably wrap this one up, huh? We did. Well, that was that was a that was a good show. Yeah. And uh, I enjoyed the conversation. Me too. That was fun. So, uh, thanks everybody for tuning in, and we'll see you guys all on the next one. Talk to you next time.